Hello, everyone. We're your host, Will Marie and Justin from Keen Consulting, and we're here to talk about project management and business solutions. Please listen, take note, enjoy yourselves, and let's go. Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Let's Talk Business podcast, where we discuss a new business topic each week so you can learn how to develop new strategies in business that can provide you with the proper tools and resources necessary for not only surviving, but thriving in the future. You are here today with your host, Will Marie and Justin from King Consulting. Hello, guys. If you are a reoccurring listener, welcome back to our podcast. And if you are a new listener, welcome. We're happy to have you here listening with us today. This is episode 10 of the podcast. And in today's podcast, we'll be discussing how to drive innovation culture in your business. This topic comes as we had uh, written an article last week about innovation and how um, it's essential to your business. And in this article, we covered why innovation was essential and how you guys can go about fostering that in your business. Uh, We also um, discussed some ways that you guys could incorporate several different types of innovation um, inside your business, uh, and it didn't necessarily involve technology. And uh, some of these um, innovative processes could be anywhere from improving your product or service, your um, processes and policies in general, or in your overall business model. And today we kind of wanted to go more in detail on how you could drive that innovative culture, um, especially if you don't have one in your business already. Right. Um, So uh, we did post out another article today, too, where we kind of go into depth about that. Um, So I kind of like did some research on um, how you could go about it kind of like, you know, incorporating innovation into your business um, when you don't have it uh, and kind of answering like the why. Because I I know like innovation is something that is highly sought out by many companies. Well, not only companies, but uh, potential employees as well. Yeah. And it just seems to remain unachievable, you know, for the most part. And I kind of wonder like, why is that? So um, I came across a couple of things like um, research and studies uh, and data. So uh, one of them was like by Forbes uh, and they had um, posted some great data on their article about how um, many companies were embracing innovation, but as many as like 63 of them, 63%, uh, 63% yeah, hired um, CIOs, which were the chief innovation officers, and then 90 percent of them invested in technology. So, you know, it kind of, it kind of didn't surprise me in a way because I kind of think when we think about innovation, we think about technology. I think we, everybody assumes technology is like the first Yeah. I think that's the first thing people's mind goes to like, oh, we can buy a new technology to help us do this better. But is it really reinventing your business or innovating your business? I think it's just, making it easier to do processes. Yeah, exactly. And that's something I was thinking, like, you know, I think you could just, you could go incorporate technology all you want, I think. And it's not gonna, it may or may not do everything you need it to, you know, may not fix the issues. You might still have the same issues. You know what I mean? You still might not be as efficient. You still might be losing customers. You still might be having, you know, high employee turnover, you know, just because you incorporate technology doesn't mean you're necessarily innovative either, you know? 
Um, so back to data, I also found some interesting data by McKinsey and company. And it said that, um, many companies were basically deprioritizing, uh, de uh, sorry, <laughs> innovation and are focusing their efforts on maintaining, um, the status quo or continuity, continuity, sorry, have a hard time with that word for some reason, <laughs> but um, so it was fascinating to find out, but since, uh, you know, how we had COVID and everything, the numbers for people, you know, for companies prioritizing innovation has actually dramatically declined. And I honestly think that's because, you know, um, uh, post COVID, well, you know, the companies I think are just solely focusing on revenue right now. Mm -hmm. They're not trying to focus on any sort of innovation to attract new employees, attract new customers, um, or even a customer or employee retention. Yeah. And I think that's mainly got to do with, you know, we had gone through that period where, you know, businesses were really struggling and they had to shut down their doors for quite some time. So now they're getting back in and they're having to like kind of recoup, you know, during that time, I think they had to lay off workers. They had to limit right. their resources. They, some of them couldn't even operate. So I think it's mainly they, they're, they're just worried. Like they, they have to like maintain, you know, the business as it as is. So, um, so since COVID-19, the number of companies, you know, has dramatically inclined that, you know, declined. Are declined. Yeah. That are prioritizing innovation. And it says with only a quarter capturing new growth as their top priority in comparison to 60% pre COVID-19. So pre COVID-19, we had like 60% focusing on it. So, and then, um, they're pretty much for every industry across the board, which I found fascinating. Uh, minus, I think they mentioned like medical and the pharmaceuticals. And I think maybe technology has like stayed up there because, you know, let's face it. I think technology is always innovative and uh, with medicine. Well, and with medicine, you got to look, we're going through COVID right now. Everybody's buying yeah, gloves. So everybody's buying by, masks. So it everybody's, makes sense. you know, using freaking Dimatap uh, <laughs> and just chugging it down by the bottle to try to say, oh, I'm not going to get sick. Or if they think they're getting any sort of illness, they're going to go buy some Tylenol and or zinc and zinc and stuff like that. Yeah, but um, I mean that that kind of, that was self-explanatory. But for everybody else, like across the board, is pretty much like the same. So you know, basically, they companies are just not putting uh, innovation as their priority. And then they and they also mentioned like it was very interesting. Uh, how some uh the executives they surveyed because this is a study uh that they did that they would go back eventually but we don't know if that's for certain you know that they would eventually focus on that and or who's to say whether around, they are or if they're even gonna be around long enough well, to yeah, focus on that i'll focus on that so um so basically i wanted to go when i went into this article we kind of went in and we said like well do you think focusing on the short term right now, I know companies have to make up their revenue and they're driving their efforts, you know, on basically productivity and cutting costs anywhere they can, whether it's like doing, you know, things with few personnel or cutting, cutting back their suppliers or cutting their leases. Yeah. A lot of places are cutting their leases, letting their employees work from home. Yeah. So do you think that, given the times now companies should just focus, continue focusing their efforts on keeping things as is and do not really focus on the innovation part. I think they can do both concurrently. Um, 
yeah, you need to focus on, you know, your revenue growth. However, you do need to focus on innovation because especially in these times, you know, you're going to have to innovate to stay relevant. You know, as soon as everything's done with this pre-COVID or not pre-COVID, when everything's done with this COVID, you know, people are used to a different way of living. So if you can't adapt and innovate to meet those needs, you're going to be out of business anyway. Yeah, you're right. Because, you know, that's something we covered in the article, too, is like the market's always changing. You know what I mean? So, you know, given that the market's always changing, you're going to have to eventually adapt to that. I think if you just stay consistent and just focus on business as is, you're just going to, you know, eventually you know, weather away, like you said, or probably, you know what I mean? Go down somehow. You know what I mean? You won't be successful. Right. I don't think, you know what I mean? Um, especially, you know, I, I think, so like you said, you can work congruently with it. Like you might think that you have limited resources. And I think what it is is when companies think of, and like I said, back to the point where we're saying like how people or companies think innovation, they think they got to invest in technology. That's not necessarily the case. You know, you can go about, you know, looking, being innovative by basically just going in and looking at your processes. You well, know what I mean? Not only that, but you can also look at the people inside your company. They have what you call intrapreneurs. Yeah. Which are basically entrepreneurs inside of a company. Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever they come up with, the company uses. So, and that person owns it. Yeah. And well, and with the whole, uh, entrepreneurs which is uh fascinating you mentioned that because we did mention that too in the article there was actually a study that found out that while uh, companies were looking for ways to improve that 82 percent of their employees had ideas that could help their organization and um one third thought their company didn't listen to their ideas for improvement so right. that's very staggering so you actually might have people within your organization like you're mentioning justin which you could potentially be they are potential entrepreneurs so basically you know they have that entrepreneurial mindset and can find and have ideas that could benefit your organization and, you know, help it to grow and further its mission. Um, and I think ways that you can go about encouraging this is basically, you know, asking for feedback, getting engagement surveys, you know what I mean? Or even having meetings where you're basically, you know, in having the employees, you know, have, you know, bring about their ideas and be creative. And, you know, one one good way I felt is yeah, at work you have these suggestions boxes, but people think that they, the suggestions in there never get read. Yeah. So here's what you do. You like say after each month or whatever, you pull the suggestions out, look through them and see which ones could potentially help. Um, and just kind of throw out the ones that stink. Um, and then with that, you go through with your board, because I'm sure you have a board meeting or executive meeting every week or every month, mm-hmm. and go through these and figure out, okay, what's something here that could really help? <clears throat> then after you kind of get approval from the board to explore more, then you bring in the employee who brought forth that um, idea and talked with them more about it and try to get the intri- intrinsic key. I can't even say that word. Intrinsic keys. Intrinsic keys. In depth. And um, that way they know, hey, you are reading our suggestions. That way they'll feel like, okay, I have a purpose here. They want to 
they want to try to do things better. Yeah. I think that would drive that entrepreneurship uh, further. Um, especially um, when that entrepreneur, you know, the process goes through and it makes everything better. Honestly, giving them some sort of ownership of that and possibly a bonus or some extra time off would be really good recognition and it would help boost morale for the other employees. Yeah, and you're right. I think when you are also getting their ideas, you need to value your employees. You can't just be taking their ideas and not recognizing their, you know, recognizing that they did give you that give that idea. You know what I mean? So there I think it comes down to also valuing your employees and, you know, um rewarding them. Whether it be, you know, um through monetary value or non-monetary because you don't necessarily yeah. not not everybody um, wants to be compensated. I think there's ways that you could do rewards, rewards yeah, aside like from compensation. Three day off, a you know day mean? off. Yeah, or recognition like as employee of the month, or you know what I mean, like yeah, um, acknowledge, week. acknowledging them throughout the organization and yeah. mass email that so and so did this. So there's uh, so there's plenty of ways you could do that. And it's just mainly you really want to value your employees and you really want to make them feel as if they are part of the company and contributing to that mission. And that's how you put forth more, get more people to go Mm -hmm. forth. And and I think that actually in turn that reduces your turnover too. I think you'll find more and more people want to work for companies that they can provide value and give their insight and feel as if they are contributing to the greater good of the company. I think the segment of this business is the bigger the bigger small companies and the medium sized businesses, um, where they're have had quite a bit of growth and they're focused on just one thing, um, trying to get more revenue and more capital to spend more and all that. I think that's where, you know, the innovation has kind of gone out the window. I completely agree because, you know, honestly I don't think this is really a small business issue because everybody knows, okay, so when you start out small you're naturally, I think, innovative. You have limited resources. Whether you are bootstrapping or you have gained capital from investors, you know what I mean, or had a gotten a bank loan or, you know what I mean, a small business loan or something, you are still going to be strategic on how you use those funds. You know what I mean? Right. And you're going to be finding creative ways. You're constantly going to innovate. And, you know what I mean, so I don't, like you said, I don't really feel like it is really small businesses that are really struggling even, with the innovative part. Or even the large, you know, Fortune 500 businesses. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of Fortune 500 businesses want innovation in stuff like that. Yeah. And I think, I think they, I think it tends to lose sight is when they start growing at a rapid pace and, you know what I mean? They lose sight of where they started and in the innovative process, I think. You know what I mean? So then I think it also comes down to hiring. You know what I mean? There's a lot of factors here too. You know, where you're hiring people, you, there is, I think I read something like some research and I I have to pull it up somewhere, but it was basically like how 80 some percent of the population is like dissatisfied with their job or something like that. Well, well, my thing is too, a lot of companies, (laughs) if you look at somebody's resume, you're hiring them based off of what they've done, not of what they could do. Exactly. And I, think, and I think that's where hiring in, you know, today's world has, you know, people are never given a chance anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, I've come to find out that um, when hiring, start looking at what the person could do based off of what they've done 
rather than just based off of what they've done. Yeah, you're right. And I, I also think, you know, that there's ways that companies could kind of narrow it down. You know what I mean? Like, um, I've seen companies where they give you like this assessment and these assessments don't even have anything to do with really the job. I think basically, I think when you want to... Personality assessment. Yeah, you kind of want to really ask specific questions correlated to that role. And you really want, if you are going to do assessment of any type, I think it should be really about the work. Right. You know what I mean? Whether they could do, I would give them something even to go as far as a project that's correlated to that position. Yeah. And see if they are capable even doing that. You know what I mean? Well, it'd be a, I would do like a mock project or a mock scenario where they have to write out the, the uh, remedy for yeah, because you'll find that, you know, there's certain people that might have, and, you know, you might even have candidates that have all these credentials and they don't even know what they're doing. I mean, I've come across people that you would think, you know, not trying to diss people with education here, but, you know, there's some people that are very educated and they don't even know what they're doing. So I, mean, I think it kind P- of. <laughs> if you look at the PMP, I mean, not to bash on PMP because, you know, they started out great, but just because somebody could pass a test doesn't mean they know how to run a project. Exactly. I've ran into that more times than you can think. Yeah, and that'd be like a whole segment probably for another time where we're talking more. If you guys want to know more about, you know, what Justin's talking about, the project management side and uh, ways that you can improve your project management processes, uh, feel free to reach out to us um, at kteamconsulting uh, at shitsystem.com or just go to our website, kteamconsulting.com and reach reach out to us there. Um, also, you kind of, I think you should also focus on um, really getting customer feedback because, you know, like back to the processes, you know, we were talking about how, you know, you could really uh, try to hire, you know, focus on your hiring efforts and hiring right people as far as, you know, then fostering, you know, an innovative culture. But you could also go as far as, okay, so like if right now, you know, you have all your people in place and everything and you have a certain type of culture but you want to make that shift to innovation. You know what I mean? I think you should be looking at your processes and then implementing new weight, like changing it to where you're telling people like, okay, hey, we're now we're going to have company meetings. You know what I mean? Um, supervisors are not going to allow for employees to voice their opinions. We're going to get people's uh, feedback and opinion. You know what I well, mean? Like you could also get innovation from customers too. Yeah. That's what, what we're going about too. What, what do they like? What do they not about like, you know, and tell them total transparency. Mm-hmm. And if they, you know, give comments or something like that, you know, give them yeah. you know, a percentage off their services or your product. Yeah, because um, believe it or not, experts have estimated that 96% of unhappy customers don't even complain. And that 91 will simply leave and never come back. That is fascinating yeah, when you, I found that you out. You want like... to, you know, you want to talk with the customer and be like, hey, we want your feedback. Um, but you don't want to be pushy about it either. Like saying you have to do it, you know, Hey, we really appreciate your business. You know, here's a $5 gift card to wherever. And Hey, uh, you know, what, what is something that, you know, we could improve on? Yeah. You definitely want to, um, go about, you know, really letting your customers know that you care about what they think, you know, and how, if they're really truly satisfied with your service, right? because they might not be saying nothing at all and secretly looking for your competitor to go right. transfer their services to. Um, so yeah, definitely don't overlook your customers either because they could offer some insight as well. Um, so basically, you know, you, 
you don't really have to incorporate technology. I think technology is helpful when it comes to streamlining processes, you know, like I am, I'm a big advocate for technology. You know what I mean? I, I love technology as we, we've created our own right. to help uh, field service businesses. But I think technology is simply a tool. Yes, it's not exactly. something it can't change your whole business. It's not going to change your whole business. It's if you just do that, you're basically to me, you're like putting a bandaid on the whole entire thing and throw money at the problem. Hopefully it'll fix itself. Yeah. Hopefully it'll fix itself. It really, you're really going to have to, if you're really wanting to foster, you got to roll up your sleeves and do the hard work. Yes. And it's not impossible. It's achievable. So you're really just going to have to really look at your processes, you know, analyze what's going on. Do you really need this? Is this, this type of process that we're doing right now, is it really helping our employees? Is it making their job harder? Does the customer really satisfied? There's a answer the why, like, yeah. at, at, I mean, you know, ask why, 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 why? And, and then it'll lead you somewhere, you know? I mean? And, you know, here's, you know, people always look outside for the problem. You know, looking, you got, sometimes you got to take a good look, hard, uh, look, good, hard look at yourself and look interior. Like what's going on with me? Exactly. You know, a lot of people hate to admit that they're doing something wrong. Yeah. You know, I, in the project management field, especially, you know, we always try to put that, push that problem on somebody else. Like, Hey, it's their fault. Blah, blah, blah. This person didn't do that. This vendor didn't do that. However, sometimes you got to kind of bite the bullet back. I screwed up. Yeah. Cause it could have been that you didn't do your due diligence. You just picked any contractor and you didn't realize, you know, or vendor or whatever. And you didn't realize they were using X amount of resources, you know what I mean? Or they were doing stuff with X amount of resources or, um, and you failed to do your due diligence. You know what I mean? So you can't really blame them. You know what I mean? They have their faults too, but at the same time, you you chose to do business with them. Right. You should have done due diligence, you know, beforehand. So I think all you could do is rectify the situation and find ways to improve that. You know, I I think, you know, you know, bottom line is technology is not going to be the answer to everything. And you, you'd be surprised, you know, you might think you have limited resources, but really don't, don't really have to tap into all your resources just to be innovative. You could be innovative within. Yes. You know, use your resources from within your employees are, you know, like we said, 83% of your employees have valuable information that can help your business. You know what I mean? And they are probably, they're waiting to be heard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, they look at your daily processes and everything and they know a lot what's closer than you do. Yeah. I mean, you, if you're an owner of a company, you're not down in the weeds every day like they are. Exactly. You know, so that that's potential right there being tapped into the entrepreneurs inside or the entrepreneurs inside the organization and just basically going down your processes. It's not going to be easy, but it is possible and it's doable. You know what I mean? I think we just need to get out of our head that innovation equals technology. And that's not always the case. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I I mean, I think this pretty much wraps up this segment for uh, this podcast number 10. Please uh, give us some feedback. Um, if you're listening, you know, uh, tell us what you guys want to hear. Um, you can reach out to us at kteamconsulting.com. Um, we would love to hear from you. Uh, if there's any topics that you would like us to discuss on the podcast, uh, just let us know and, um, see you till next, or see you guys next time (laughs) (laughs) for next week's uh, topic. Thank you. Keen Consulting signing off. And until next time, 